I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business, with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel and spiritual confidant, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? As you can see from the title, we have our first reflector interview, and I'm so excited to have my friend Michaela Pabone on this episode. Michaela is a wardrobe stylist, an amazing influencer, designer. She's also a Hawaiian dancer, and she's a wife and a mom of two, not one, but two. And she's a reflector, and she just is an amazing individual. And I'm so glad that we were able to talk about her journey, especially in life and business, career, family, all of that. Because as you reflectors do listen to this podcast and the reflectors that I have in my life or talk to, being a reflector is very rare. And sometimes you don't have examples of what that looks like, especially when you're trying to have a creative life or trying to have a life that's filled with things that you really love doing. So I'm so glad that I was able to talk to Michaela and for her to give you all a glimpse into what her life looked like, especially when it comes to slowing down and waiting those 28 days. And the funny thing is, as you'll hear in this interview, she always sort of used that as a process before she even found out that she was a reflector. So I think that is amazing that Um, instinctually, she always knew that she needed to wait or things needed to be a slower process. And in this conversation, we really talk about how her work and doing something that she loved, being in positions that she loved, sort of were an extension to her creative career and how she got to where she is today. So thank you all for listening. Enjoy this. And I would love to hear your feedback about this episode. So is your aura on straight? That's the question for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I think so. I don't know. Can you tell me? <laughs> well, do you feel like it is on straight in in a general yeah. sense? Okay. I do. Yes. Okay. So the reason why, you know, we want to start there is first and foremost, thank you for being on the podcast. This is a, a monumental moment. You are the first reflector that I've ever had in the podcast. So this oh, has been a long time coming. Yeah, right. Everybody's like, where are the reflectors at? So oh here you are. So let's talk a little bit about, because you found out you were reflected through me. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> and since you know about being a reflector so far, can you give the audience a little bit of a background of where you started at, corporate wise, not going into too much detail and how you build your business during your corporate kind of stay? Because I think that's important. Okay. So started my corporate career, like my 
long-standing corporate career in IT. So I was a database administrator for, I don't know, like 15 years um, between database administration, web administration, and just IT in general for about 15 years. And um, that felt creative to me. I love databases. So that felt a little bit creative. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. But, um, you know, I've always had a love for fashion. So that's just kind of been like my duality, my nerdy side and then my creative side. And I started my creative side of the business with a boutique because I kind of felt like, okay, this is easy, somewhat easy. I can just buy the clothes that I love and do that on the internet, on the side. If I have time at work to work on it, I can do that, you know, on weekends or whatever. That did not work out for me. I was not putting as much work into it as I should have been putting into it. So um, I had to let that go. And then, you know, just felt like there was something else inside of me. Um, so it took me a while. I had had this idea for a long time, and I guess this is the reflector side of me, had this idea for some time. And then finally, it was just like, you know what, boom, I'm going to go for it. And I designed this hoodie and loved it. And everybody else loved it. And then it took off. And then here we are today. Okay. No, that's a great way to explain it because you said you took a long time. Many reflectors always complain to me about that 28-day cycle of waiting to make the decision. But how has that helped you before moving forward with things? You know, it's kind of how... I always operated and did not realize that, that that it was because I'm a reflector. I always just kind of needed time to sit with something and be like, do I really want to do this? Or how can I best do this? Or how can I uh, make the most out of this situation? It's just how I've always operated. So taking the time to think about this hoodie like I just I just had random ideas and you know I never put too much thought into it really um but it was just kind of like an idea that had been floating and then when I finally decided to put put it down on paper and you know put some work into it it made sense because I had been thinking about it for a long time already okay that that that's good and I always talk about how reflectors if they find the right place to work And then they find the right place to live. Everything else from there really Mm. just skyrockets for them when they put their energy into it. And I know you and your corporate career, your last big position, you you really loved your job. Like you really loved it. So talk about how important that is for reflectors to really find work that they love. Because I always tell them that like, a reflector can be the company mascot. Like if they like it, they're like going to the company events. They're like Mm -hmm. wearing a company t-shirt. They're like, it's a great place here. This is phenomenal. And then how that helped you with your other endeavors creatively. Well, so I will say that, and, and you know what? I didn't think about this before, but when I started the boutique, I was in the job that I did not like. I was still at JetBlue, still at my company. I loved the company but really kind of hated the job. Um, And it got progressively worse. And then my business did progressively worse. And not, I didn't realize it until really you're just saying that just now. Um, And 
I got into this new position and I just felt like this huge weight was lifted. I could be creative. I had more time, more energy to devote to creativity or to just to anything else because I wasn't so bogged down with this idea of I got to get out or I can't stand my boss or whatever it is. You know, I wasn't so bogged down with those thoughts. So I had the time to kind of think more creatively. And I think that maybe that's why it took me so long to do the hoodie because I had had this idea probably like three years. Um, But once my mind was freed up was when I was able to be like, okay, boom, do this. This is it. And it just, it just happened so easily after that. That's true. Yeah. Because when you were in that other position, it was almost like touch and go for a while with the boutique. I remember you doing like these big campaigns and traveling places and things just weren't hitting. And then Mm -hmm. when you switched positions that, yeah, things really just took off and it was just very easy. But that was because the, I think the energy was extremely light and you were able to think. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as reflectors, I think that's why the job is so important why the place where you live is so important like especially the neighborhood and the community because if you don't have that in place then it becomes like really dreadful all around and you can't do stuff so you're a reflector you have all openness in your chart all of that stuff and you're also a mom (laughs) and a wife and how do you manage all of that and you have this thriving business now so what do you do to protect your energy and to try to practice self-care? So my self-care is like alone time. So um, in the mornings, I wake wake up usually between 6 and 6.30. And that is the way that I get myself together for the day, whether I'm stretching or I'm just sitting there scrolling through my phone, sitting there quietly working out, whatever it is, I have that time to myself to figure out what I need to do for the day, how I'm going to get these kids ready, what are the kids wearing, like, you know, whatever I need to do. I just, I just have that time where I can think without 10 million other thoughts coming in because children are talking to me and husband is talking to me and dog wants my, whatever it is. Um, So that's something that I really do. And then also one big thing that I did for the business is I took the customer service emails off of my phone because I was responding. I would get up at 6 a.m. and I'd see an email and I'm responding to emails at six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, no, I can't. One, I can't set that expectations for my customers to expect an email from me that early in the morning. And then two, I just need some time to breathe and not think about it. So taking that off my phone really helped in that sense. And then Um, I just give myself time with the family on the weekends. Um, there may be a little bit of work that I do on Saturdays, but try not to work at all on Sundays if I can help it. And just devote that time to them. That's good. I love that. So I also want to talk about you being an influencer because that's Mm -hmm. really the start. How did you get into Mm -hmm. that? And what was the thought process around, oh, I should be an influencer? Because you're really a popping influencer as well. So, and the reason why I say that, because you have a lot of, you're finally in a place where all of your creative endeavors have are like really taken off. And mm-hmm. so, 
you know, I think reflectors really need to understand that it can happen because I meet a lot of reflectors who are very like upset and kind of like down that their creative endeavors aren't happening. But this is also a testament that it takes some time. There's some thought process around it. There's also energetic time that you need to allow. So what was that process like of you becoming an influencer and incorporating that before the boutique and everything? Um, The process of that was really looking at things that I loved and the things that I felt comfortable sharing and how I could put that into an Instagram photo and caption. So it's really just thinking about it in in one photo and caption sense, like what can I share with people that will either um, educate, inspire or entertain them some sort of way. And um, I started there and for me, it just started with style because that was the most organic thing for me to always share cute outfits um and then it turned into oh let me share my family as well because i'm with my family all the time so let's share the cute kids and let's share the husband and you know us together and our travels so once i started sharing all those things and then i started seeing other people also doing this but making money on the back end i was like wait a minute you know what I think I need to. You're like, hold on, wait. <laughs> you mean you can take these same pictures and get paid for these same pictures? Word. So um, I just started, I guess, researching on what was needed in order to make money from brand campaigns and what kind of content do I need to post and what do brands like to see and what do they not like to see and, you know, all those those different kind of things to help me figure out how best to present myself on my feed, not just to brands, but on my feeds. So that if I did pitch a brand or if I do want a brand to come to me, they'll look at my feed and be like, oh, she's perfect for this uh, target campaign because she wears lots of colors and this dress has lots of colors in it. So once again, it was still a long process of the thought. It was a long, it was a long process. I mean, I started taking these photos, I want to say like 2017, maybe. Yeah. I want to say it was 2017 when I started and I didn't really make any money from it until about 2019, maybe it was 2018. I didn't make any money. No, it was like 2018. 18. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, 2018. That started or? No, that you were making money. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yes, you're right. 2018. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's still a long time, but the process of you like waiting and seeing what works, what didn't work is still Mm -hmm. just good. So, yeah, there's a lot of trial and error. Yes, a lot. And that's good to know. A lot of trial and error for sure, um, as especially as a reflector. So, what do you feel is the thing that keeps you? kind of going through all of the ups and downs because right now you're at a a peak you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and then there Mm -hmm. might there's going to be another level and there might be a a, a low and all of that stuff as you expand your brand expand what you're doing what yeah what does that look like for you well honestly I'm in somewhat of a low right now um you think so when it yeah well when it comes to my the business so I've had some really great months business-wise like really great month. I'm in a not so great month right now. Okay. Um, Compared to where I was like 
January, February. Okay. But I'm totally fine with that. I'm totally okay with it. But it, it gives me, it gives me time to not to refocus, but to like think about what I can do next. That's going to get me back to where I want to be or where I think I should be. So, like I said, this last two weeks have been somewhat slow. So this is giving me time to create more content, to do, to do things that will bring more, either bring more money my way, bring more campaigns my way, bring more, more business my way from the clothing line. It's like a, a, I use this time to refocus if it's like a downtime or a time where I'm not as busy or, you know, not at the peak, just kind of, okay, let's, where can I go next? Or what, what do I need to do in order to get back to where I was? And do you feel that this refocus, cause this is now another kind of, um, period of you waiting that 28 day wait or more, do you, do you honor that and kind of respect that and not rush it? Does some, yes. do, okay, you do. do I do. You, um, and I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's because, I think it's just because it's how I've always operated. Um, there are periods, of course, where I'm like, now I need it now, I need it now. But um, those are the times when I will talk to my husband, or I'll talk to you, <laughs> talk to somebody that can be like, okay, this is maybe this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do, et cetera. Um, but right now, if I just released this collection, what, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. almost? And I'm like, okay, what's next? But I know I have to wait at least another four weeks before I can release anything new. But during this time, I'm researching and I am, you know, getting my design ideas together and what kind of pieces would be good for, you know, mid-July to August. You know, just kind of getting the research done and, and doing the behind the scenes work. So not all the glamorous stuff, but the behind the scenes work so that I can be ready when the time comes. I love that. And that's good that you point out, like you either talk to your husband or you talk to me because, yes. you know, reflectors need a trusted circle where they can get some advice and feedback from um, and utilize them. And it's not to necessarily ma- help you make decisions, but more for feedback. So it can mm-hmm. just give you some more clarity in that you know, that middle process of waiting, because the waiting is a while, like you even knowing that about yourself is amazing. And knowing like, I can't do something else for another four to six weeks. To some people, that's like dreadful. (laughs) And it's just like, and I'm sure for you, sometimes it's dreadful too. But just getting into that, you know, feeling and that like energy in your body, it's really good for other reflectors that are listening, or if you have a reflector in your life, to know that their process is more important than their actual production Mm -hmm. that's what I think yeah yeah and you know what Dre actually gets really frustrated with me about this because he's he acts he right he's a manifesting generator so 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 he thinks of something he acts he tells you something he expects you to act and I don't like I don't operate that way he gets it now but (laughs) before he would just be like man, I told you to do this like six days ago or whatever, or how much time ago. And it just takes me a little bit of time to like get there. It takes right. me a little time to get there. I have to, whether I'm thinking about it or not thinking about it at all. And then it comes back to me like, oh yeah, I should do this. And, you know, forget that he told me to do it. But, you know, 
<laughs> well, that's how you process because it's going to take you a long time naturally anyway. Yeah. So when we think about you and having this amazing creative career and where you want to go, what about yourself or like sort of when did you realize that you are more self-aware about your desires and what you want and how you want to continue and carry on for yourself, your family, your legacy, all of that? Hmm. Um, I didn't think about it on that big of a level initially. So it was just, this is what I want to do. I want to have a boutique. I've always wanted to have a boutique. I'm going to have a boutique. And even when I designed the hoodie, because as you know, I designed the hoodie really for myself because I couldn't, I didn't see it anywhere in the market. And I'm like, I want this. So I didn't think about it on, like I said, that big stage until later, until the brand started to grow. And then Christian said he wanted a brand and then I designed the dresses for Elle and then Dre's working on his brand. And now it's like, oh, well, we have a family legacy of fashion and that's kind of, you know, our thing now. Um, so it really, it, it took a while, <laughs> familiar, um, it took a while for me to get to the point of thinking of it as, you know, a legacy that I want to leave or, you know, what I want to be known for, or what what I want my children to be able to inherit. That's okay. But it still took a while. So it took a while. <laughs> still took a while. So that's what advice do you have for any reflector listening or people who know reflectors? Like what would be the key thing that you would want people to know about the energy type based off of your life, especially since you have a full life, um, a lot fuller than a lot of reflectors. I know you have a husband, you have two children, you have a thriving business. You have two businesses, essentially your clothing yeah. brand and your influencer brand. So what would you want people to understand about the reflector? And what would you want reflectors to kind of understand about themselves? I mean, what we've talked about this whole time really is just honor the time that you need. Like don't try to rush into things because... Sometimes it can just, you'll, you'll continually be disappointed if you keep rushing into things and it doesn't work out because you didn't honor the time that you need to really mull over something, to think about something, um, then you'll just keep getting dis- disappointed. So like, give yourself some time to have an idea. Oh man, this would be great. And what I like to do is I visualize it in the future. So how am I going to feel with this business? How, um, how much work am I going to have to put into it? I think about all of those things um, before even starting anything, because I feel like if I don't, for me, if I don't have an idea of what that life looks like, then I can't even start. Okay. That's, that's some good advice. I love that. So what would you tell yourself last year? If you can go back last year and give yourself a little little piece of advice, what would you tell yourself? Last year when? Last year, this time. So this time last year. Yes. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know that I have any advice for myself. Hmm. It would probably be more focused on my personal life and marriage life, just to be more mindful and not work so much, even though you're home, because at that point we were at home all the time. I was working from home. He was working from home. Kids were at home. 
just be more mindful of how much time you spend working and how much time you spend with the family. Okay. That's a good answer. Yeah. So what would you tell yourself next year? If you can go to the future and say, girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. AC, I don't know. Um, what would I tell myself next year? <sighs> I don't know. You, you, you would give yourself some piece of advice. Just try and imagine. For next year? Next year. I just if, you know, what would you tell yourself next year? If you saw yourself, then, you know, just think, thought about yourself. You saw yourself across the street and across the street was next year. What would you tell yourself based off of where you are right now? What you're feeling? Uh, I don't, I really, I have no idea. I, I, don't, I don't know. You wouldn't tell yourself me. anything? I, but I, maybe I would, but I don't, I can't, nothing is coming to my okay. brain right now. Nothing's coming to your brain. Okay. That's fair. No, I'm sorry. That's fair. That's fair. So, so the Michaela next year, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> Even I though don't, we don't you know, know. But you know why? You know why? Because from last May to this May, never would have guessed any of it. Like not one iota of what is happening right now. Never would have guessed it. So I don't know right. what surprises the universe. So has maybe me. you can say just wait to just go with it. Yeah, just go with the flow. <laughs> That's a good thing to say because the signature of the reflector is surprise. That's what you were seeking. Is mm. surprise. So yeah. Um still surprised. Every yeah. Day. So just go with the flow, I would say. I, well, I'll yeah. tell your future yeah, self. True. Just go with the flow, girl. Just go with the flow. <laughs> it's going to be good. You're going to be surprised. <laughs> like so that. my last question to you is, what do you believe your superpower is? My superpower? I think my superpower is kindness. That's really the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, I love that. You are super kind. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's just the way that I was raised. My mom is this way. My brother is like, we're just kind of kind people, just in general. Um, Christian is this way. I can't say the same for my baby girl. Elle's <laughs> getting, you know, she got a little kindness in her. She's a little you know? spicy. She's a, she's a projector. She got a little kindness. It'll, it'll happen. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay, so um, kindness. Yeah. So with that being said, with your kindness, how do you, in an industry where it's kind of cutthroat and how do you keep the kindness going on your end, on your, in your neck of the woods on the internet? Well, I don't worry about the cutthroat of the business, honestly, because I, I'm, I got what I'm going on over here and if I, there's a way for me to help somebody else, I will, like I've helped two of my girlfriends start their businesses and, you know, grow their businesses. And that's, you know, part of my kindness. I'm spreading the wealth. And I don't know. I just, I don't really think about what the other person is doing. Mm. I may look at someone's content and be like, oh man, that's really dope. Maybe I can do something like that. Or maybe I can incorporate that somehow. But as far as, um, I, I just don't view it as cutthroat. Honestly. Okay. That's so. good. 
Now, I did have one more question because you were like the fashion stylist reels kind of person. I love your reels. <laughs> if you haven't watched her reels, go and just divulge yourself in the reels. How long does that take you to do or like kind of come up with the concept and then edit and all of that stuff? So coming up with the concept probably takes the longest. Okay. Because I think about the reel from start to finish before I do it. So I think about, okay, what is the reel going to feature? What are my transitions going to look like? If there are any, because it doesn't always have to be any like cool transitions. But if there are some, what are they going to look like? How am I going to go from one outfit to the next? What's the purpose behind it? Like, what am I trying to teach or educate or inspire people to do? And then once I have that all kind of in my head, then I can record. And recording usually only takes me about, depending on how many outfit changes, between like five to 15 minutes oh, to record. Yeah, bad. and then editing. Yeah, if it's like, if it's an easy video where I maybe only have like two or three transitions, then that maybe only takes me like five minutes to edit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's it doesn't take bad. me very long. Just because I've already planned it out in my head. Right. So I've already planned out exactly how I want it to look. And I've already, when I'm recording it, I keep all of those things in mind. And then that makes it just so much easier to edit at that point. Okay. Well, they're phenomenal. I mean, the transitions, Thank all you. of that stuff are really good. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's just so good. And it, of course, helps you, you know, with the brands and everything and really right. putting you on the map. So I do have one more question. Um, do just you stop ever, saying one more. I know, then... I know, right? <laughs> just stop saying one more. Do you ever see yourself using your skills to either teach other people how to do what you do on a personal level, like styling or anything like that now? Because I know that might have, we don't know if it's changed now, <laughs> you know, inside, yeah. inside conversation. Oh, girl, I, I just don't have the bandwidth okay yeah I thought about it and I was trying to work on something but I could never really sit down I just didn't have the energy to do it when I sat down to Mm. do it even people have emailed me like asking for personal style help and I'm just like I I don't have the capacity right now Mm. with everything else I have going on like I just don't have the capacity to lend myself in another way because I feel like that's a whole other right thing you know yeah I just don't have it (laughs) well you know you never know what surprises will come right yes I mean that's just as of right now that's just right right and I only say that because I'm sure people reach out to you because the way that you put things together the way I mean I call you you know the print god the print (laughs) goat because you really are you're really changing the print game, especially since, I mean, the only person that I know in fashion who's really print-wise, b- besides Diane von Fonsenberg or whatever, it's hers is still a little muted. And then Tracy Reese. Um, yeah. But she's she's just coming back out with something new. She just did, a, I think, a collection for what, either ASOS or Anthropology? Anthropology. Or yeah. So, and she has some really cute dresses, but she's really kind of like, I don't want to say disappeared, but maybe she sold her brand. I'm not sure what yeah. happened. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, my unique eye for prints really comes from dancing, Hawaiian dance. Yes. So I, I don't always like the 
repeating prints and the small florals. Those just don't do it for me because that's mm. not what we wore when we performed. Um, I'm used to like a big, a red dress with like big yellow flowers on it. Right. Or, you know, just like big. So that's kind of where my eye for print comes from. And yeah, when it's like a small print, I'm just, I get bored easily. So do you find yourself, do you plan on doing more dancing? I do. I put it on my feet occasionally. <laughs> yes, you do you know. put it on your feet occasionally, which is phenomenal. Um, and you've and been Hawaiian dancing for since you were how long? Like what? Since I was eight. Yes. So, and you also so, lived in Hawaii for a most short of period my life. of time. Yeah, yeah, very short, like six months. I lived in Hawaii and I'm going next week. But yes, uh, I do want to teach, but that's just kind of another thing. Right. That you might not have time for right. or but the energy the good thing about that is that's something that I can do like maybe once a week or once every other week right and you have a motivation because um, you want to show your daughter yes yes I bought her a little skirt too and she oh we have matching skirts now oh that's so nice mm-hmm. and what uh, what are the styles of Hawaiian dance that you are in specialize in that you have won like you've won competitions and all of that stuff yeah so there's only two there's it's only Awana, which is a modern hula to like modern type music with ukuleles and singing, falsetto and that sort of thing. And then there's Kahiko, which is ancient hula, which is a little more rigid. Um, it's usually just a drum or a gourd to a chanting style and not a singing style, but a chanting style of song. Okay. And you are versed in both? Both. Mm-hmm. But which one do you like better? I like Awana better because it gives me more opportunity to be graceful. And Awana is when you're, you're, I mean, you're telling a story in both, but in Awana, there's usually more colorful stories where you can use your face and use your, I mean, everything from your eyebrows to your toes is going to tell that story. Mm. So um, that's what I enjoy the most. So with all of these creative things that you have had sort of in the background for a while, Mm -hmm. Do you find that it was challenging for you to find work that allowed you to have that creative space? Like, did you always, did you feel like a push and pull all the time? I didn't um, because I really liked IT. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I enjoyed, I got into database administration because databases intrigued me. Okay. And um, I enjoyed it. Okay, so that so, that's a key for all the reflectors listening. So you literally yeah. have to enjoy something because mm-hmm. you, your creative life was really allowed to flourish over these last 20, 25 years. So, right. Yeah, because they were know. completely separate. My work life and my creative life were completely. There's, I mean, I'm, not that I'll say that there's nothing creative about databases because there is, but they were just complete, completely separate sides of my brain. Yeah. But it, I get it. So, but that's good to know. I think that that's really good for reflectors to understand. Because like I said, I I hear a lot of reflectors sometimes just not being aware of how they can flourish outside of work. But it really starts with having a place that you really like working at. And I can't emphasize that enough. Um, And then having the good home life as well, or just the neighborhood that you live in and all of that stuff. Where you enjoy That's, it. We're working on changing that too, actually. But um, yeah, it, it did not occur to me until earlier in this conversation that 
that is likely the reason the first business did not do well because I was not happy at all in that position. Right. At all. Not even a little bit. Which is interesting because you, the, from the outside looking in, people would like, oh my God, you get to do all of this and travel. You, you were to in travel a, to all these right, places. You were in a different place oh. every week sometimes. And so, but you totally hated that. Yes, I <laughs> You did. totally I hated, hated it. it. So much. <laughs> and, but then you, when you moved to that other position, things just popped off. Mm-hmm. Your bathroom selfie took off and then there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the hoodie started you took a picture in the bathroom right yeah. i did at, at work. work yeah at work and then everybody was like oh what's that and then literally it just jumped off it just jumped off and but then it, i had a big lull too so that took off let's say november 2019 then between like december because I was kind of going over in my head how to make this work. Right. Um, so I, like from December to maybe March or April, I was kind of like touch and go. Like, how, how do I do this? How do I make this really work? Um, so it took me a while to get into a good groove. But it, once the groove is there, it just skyrocketed. And then... Now yeah. you're here and it's expanding. So where where do you see the line at in the next six months? Um, definitely expanding. Um, I want to design some more pieces. I want to do like a nice caftan, a wrap dress. Ooh. Um, just some really easy, breezy, summery pieces. Um, and then some pieces of transition into fall. Okay. So... Yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited about where this can all go. And it's going to go great. I know that. I'm so proud of you. Anyway, (laughs) so what what else do you want to leave people with? Where can they find you? So you can find me on Instagram at Michaela.Pabone. My business is at Dressed and Joy. And my website is DressedAndJoy.com. Okay. And if people are afraid to wear color, what would you tell them? (laughs) I would tell them to start slowly. So whether it is a colorful shirt with a pair of jeans, um, start there. Okay. Start there to find out what color works for you or what print works for you. Um, And then once you find whether it's red or blue or whatever it is, then you can buy more pieces in that same color. Okay. I love that. Or shades of it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm so happy thank you. that you came through. Um, and I'll put all your stuff in the show notes. So yay. All righty. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thanks. All right. Bye mm-hmm. guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura on Street. This podcast was produced by Callie Green and edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.